This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. The goal this weekend is less than three contacts with the wall. I would like to keep it less than one. Less than yeah, one. Less okay. Than one. Well, like the that's... first time was good. It sped me up. Uh, the, the spotter come on the radio and said, man, I think you just fixed it right there. I said, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that again. You're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Up Front, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your hosts, Regan Smith and Keith White. Welcome to uh, another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pal Al. And if, uh, if myself and first name sound a little excited today, it's because we got the studio to ourselves. Well, not all the way to ourselves. We'll get to that in a second. But partially to ourselves because Heath White has decided to go on vacation. And unlike a true host of a show, he's not calling in from vacation. I called it. You remember my vacation a couple weeks ago. I, I called in for my vacation. I think you've called in three different times. Whether I, you're on vacation I or called not. on vacation. I called from the birth of my first child. Called from the birth of your first child from work in mid-Ohio. That's right, mid-Ohio. I forgot about that. And from vacation. And Heath has only done none of this. Heath, Heath's dedication and loyalty to this show is in question right now. We're going to make sure we bring that up when he gets back in town. But you speak of calling in from mid-Ohio. Mid-Ohio is actually a to test with uh, with one Ben Rhodes, and joining us this week on on the show is Ben Rhodes. Welcome back, Ben. Thank you, guys. A lot has happened since then. It has, it has. Yeah, I think uh, certainly in your career, a lot's happened. Uh, obviously, you'd already run your first race last time you were yep. on, um, but since then, you've run your first mile and a half. First mile and a half. Had a Mid Ohio test, and you're getting ready to go to New Hampshire this weekend. It's uh, it's happening. It, it feels like I'm finally back in a race car. I know it's not a rhythm like you guys have right now, but it's about to pick up here in August pretty excited for it you know i got those three road course races and i've got to learn some speed secrets from you guys i don't know how to turn right <laughs> I, I don't know that any of us know how to turn right <laughs> so uh it could be uh it could be interesting trying to learn the speed secrets there uh you know with that said we went we did the test in mid ohio it was yep. very impressive uh you know your first laps on the racetrack and Only fortunately for me fortunately <laughs> for me though you were fast right out of the box so i didn't have to work that hard that week yeah. i just got to watch and hang out and look and go sit in corners uh what was your first impressions of that place i know you've been in a stock car on a road course before but that would be your first time in an, in an xfinity car on a road course a little bit more power than the yeah. k&n cars more power more weight these things transfer a lot heavier you know they 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 really follow through when you when you do transfer the weight in the car. They really transfer a lot harder than what I'm used to and what I've done in the past. And I will say, uh, track through me for a curveball. That is difficult. You know the the way that the elevation changes throughout the racetrack and where you're running at and the curbs. I know I hit the curb going down into turn eight and uh, looped it. I think this is the first time the public's hearing of that. But uh, looped it down in eight, came around and uh, I guess softly kissed the tire barrier. It was soft. It was soft enough to where they could hammer it out and fix it fix and, and it. continue the test. If you're going to crash, at least crash to where you can continue the test. Exactly. So we continued on, and we ended up running faster uh, than I had before that. So I found some other speed secrets, and I know your feedback was much appreciated. I uh, I learned a lot from you there, especially going through those S's. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think that's definitely one corner. I, we we touched on that <laughs> one when we got there. I said, "Hey, be careful here." And and literally the lap that, that Ben went around for the listeners that that aren't familiar, I think it was turn eight yeah, where you had a little or issue nine, or whatever. Yeah. I've crashed there probably four times. I've only hit something once, but I've crashed there four times. And that corner at Mid Ohio may be the toughest corner of anywhere we go. It, it sucks you in to making you want to drive in deeper, want to drive in faster. 
And and whenever you do, you can't get in the brakes. The braking zone gets messed up. The cars jump all around. And, and the cars tilted to the left side. I mean, the yeah, it's decamber. It's yeah. basically the corner's decambered almost going into it, and, and it feels like you're going the wrong way. So, uh, yeah, lear you learned in the test, which is important because we're going to go back there to race, and, and, you know, I feel pretty safe in saying half the field's going to have a problem over there and half of them isn't. And you want to be on the half that doesn't. Yeah. So, uh, so that was good. Uh, Chicago. We went to Chicago in between the, the last time we spoke to you, had the race there. That was your first mile and a half in your career. First mile and a half, yeah. So we got that out of the way. What was your initial thoughts of that? I know lots of things happened up there. It was an interesting race. Uh, tell, tell us from your perspective. Well, I would say the mile and a half was all about learning, just like the road course was. Um, pretty much this whole season's about learning. But the mile and a half was interesting for me because even the crew said it. Um, the, the first 50 laps, I was – like all over the place I was like a squirrel trying to figure out I was trying a lot of different stuff but then you know the 50 after that it started getting more uh steady I was in a rhythm I guess and then you know by 150 um we were starting to make some gains between laps 100 and 150 we were starting to really make some gains on people really applying that knowledge and then at the end I got a little rowdy and I uh, got a little aggressive with it knocked a hole in the front end on a restart they started checking up on me I uh, didn't have anywhere to go, ran into the guy in front of me. That really slowed us down and hurt us in the end and, and took us to the back. But I will say I know now to preserve my stuff and how to race with the air. I, it, it never occurred to me how much the air affects your race car until you actually do it. Um, I guess there was one thing I could tell the fans is to really learn what the air does from drivers and then watch how they strategize it during the race because now that I know what the air does, I watch you guys out there and see how that changes your line and your strategy, and it makes the race a lot more entertaining. Yeah, it changes. Obviously, restarts are a big area. Yeah. It changes everything you do on restarts. I'm sure you saw that. As you said, you knocked the nose in on one of them and then, and then paid the price for the rest of the race. It, uh, it certainly is a whole new ball game. Now, the one thing I'm interested to find out, I, I know from my standpoint, you get a question all the time, well, man, how does a Chicago compare to, let's say, a Richmond or whatever? Does it feel faster? Does it, does it feel, what's it feel like? What was, from your perspective, let's say Iowa to Chicago, did the track feel faster? Did it feel slower? Did you even notice the speed difference? You know, it feels faster for the first couple laps that you do it, but the speed's all relative. I feel like once you get used to it, you're used to it, just like Iowa. Iowa felt fast for the first, you know, session. Then as soon as I went back out for the second session, it was fine. Right, um, right. So I think it's all relative. I think you just have to do it and get used to it. Yeah, and I was curious to hear your answer to that because I know I always tell people from my perspective, it's like, well, it's a mile and a half, but it's wider. Yeah. It's, it's bigger, so it doesn't, you know, our, our visuals that we use in the seat don't feel any different. You know, it still feels like a short track or the same size. There's only a couple places I know that I've been and, and that we go to where that sensation of speed's a little bit different, maybe a Dover or a Bristol because they are smaller tracks but extremely fast and, and things like that. So I was uh, curious to hear your perspective yeah, on I th that. Yeah, I think the short tracks give me a bigger sensation of speed like Bristol and Dover. Um, some of the biggest sensations of speed that I've got in my career has been in go-karts, like Coke Syrup indoor go-kart racing, where it's a tiny track. You're on two wheels <laughs> going around there, and the poles, you're only inches away from the poles and the tire barriers. I feel like I get a huge sensation of speed. And this is, this is indoor go-kart Yeah, racing? indoor go-kart racing. Okay. They, put, they put Coke Syrup down on the track. Like on a concrete Yeah, concrete, concrete surface, surface really? flat concrete surface. They put Coke Syrup down. And you have so much grip, you'll go up on two wheels sometimes, going around the corners. Wow, that I sounds mean, like just, something first name would do. You're just on it. Go put Coke syrup down in your office and try and run around as fast as you could. That could be a good 360. <laughs> it it could be, or it could be, or it could be one of the worst ever. So, <laughs> one way or another. Before I get good ratings, you talk about speed, Ben, and you've made two starts in New Hampshire already, and one of them you won the pole and set a qualifying record. 
I know you probably haven't been to New Hampshire in about a year, but is that something you're going to have to get used to again? Or since you already run there, it's not going to take too much time to get familiar with it? Well, I feel like the, the characteristics of the track that I know now from the, my past, but I think... You know where the good porta johns are. I know where the good porta That's always important. Are. That's always an important part. When it's qualifying time? Absolutely. You know what? You got to go. You got to go. And the tracks that don't have them, it's really aggravating. <laughs> uh, yes, I feel like the characteristics of the track, where the porta johns are, where the bumps <laughs> are, I feel like that really helps out, especially during qualifying. <laughs> but uh, I will say, now that I'm in an Xfinity car, you know, these cars handle so much different than what I'm used to or than what I've done in the past. I kind of have to relearn it a little bit. I have that base to build off of, that foundation, but I still have to relearn the track a little bit so that I can drive it with the Xfinity Series car. Is the air that you talked about earlier, learning how the air affects the cars, is that probably the biggest thing you've learned since driving these cars compared to what you've done in the past? Yeah, you know, again, I had that foundation of the air because I did the truck series a little bit. I did an ARCA race. Uh, the Canaan cars, you kind of felt it a little bit at some of these bigger tracks. But uh, never to the extreme that I felt it at the mile and a half of Chicago. I mean, that was an extreme for me. And so I took that knowledge, but I really had to build on it. I had that foundation. I had to build on it and learn where I could, you know, where I could pass people, how to set up the passes, because it really just stalls your momentum. And when it stalls the momentum, you're gone. You know, you're moving back, and you're done for a few laps until you can get that back. Right. right. It definitely, it, and it takes laps to get it back on. It's one mistake seems like it penalizes you for almost three laps before you actually got that rhythm and that momentum going. And then once you get it going, if you don't make the pass right the second time, it, and you're six laps into it that it's made, that it's uh, penalized you for. What, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that the K&N cars were on bias ply tires at New Hampshire, right? Yep. So that's another big difference you're going to go through this weekend as we go up there is, is being on the radial tire. The radial tire feels like it moves more any, anyways just to begin with. And that's something me and you were discussing before the show even was the, the fact that we go to New Hampshire, that's a place where tire chatter all of a sudden becomes a problem. Probably not something you've dealt with much in your career yet to this point. Um, not something that most of us deal with anywhere we go. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of little nuances that are that are different than, than the last time that uh, that you were in New Hampshire as, as we spoke to. And, uh, you know, you've been, been quick at adapting, so I'm sure you'll figure it out pretty fast. We'll see. These radial tires are different. It's like you said, they move around a lot more, but in the sense that they're on top of the track, and when they lose grip, they just lose it so you don't fast. Know, yeah, you don't know when it's coming. You don't know. And uh, I will say those bias plies were nice because you could lean on them, you <laughs> can get aggressive, you can drive it sideways, and it was a lot of fun for that reason. Um, and it, it lent itself to some great racing, but we were also going a lot slower than we are in these Xfinity cars. Very true. Slower, less weight, less horsepower. Exactly. All things that uh, make it more difficult on that tire. Last time, uh, last time we had you on the show, we discussed perhaps the next time you came on the show, maybe a little rap tune, maybe. Oh gosh. Have we, have we gotten any closer to I being able to do that, or are we going to have to delete this entire episode because you're, you're not going to rap uh, for us? We may have to delete the episode. Look, so I can rap. What about if what about what about a first name drops a little hook line for you, like a little dun 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 dun, dun or however it goes? I need I need a little uh, a little beat, but I. Uh, this is this is oh you got this ready you guys are waiting for me you know All me right. and him didn't even do that so we didn't know that we were going to be able to get you on the show until about five o'clock uh, last night the night before we're filming right now it's just after twelve so we didn't have a lot of time to prepare so if he has anything ready over there this is purely off the cuff y'all are uh, really putting me between a rock and a all right. There it is. There, that's it. That is it. <laughs> is this instrumental or is this? Wow. Y'all <laughs> We're not exactly in my Silverado. <laughs> we got one outside. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can, guys. Oh, uh, so disappointing. Look, 
So disappointing. I thought we had it this time. First name had the music keyed up. We had it all going and, and just disappointment. Uh, Maybe we can make a music video. Maybe maybe it shouldn't be on the podcast. A Ben Rhodes music video. Maybe yeah. that could be a 360 yeah. episode this now. Is, yeah. This is too formal. I got to I gotta be in the Silverado, yeah. lean back. The Silverado, I said, it's I mentioned last time. It's the key. You get in that thing, and it's just it's a perfect. Well, I know they've studio. been doing they've been doing a segment on uh, on one of the the race shows, the weekly weekly race shows. I forget which one it is, so don't quote me on this. But I know it's with Alan Cavana, and it's Ride to Work Day. So maybe we can lob a call to Cavana and and see if he can ride to work with Ben Rhodes and uh, and his Silverado and see if oh, see if that song. I, I'm pretty good buddies with Alan, yeah, so maybe we can get him to maybe we can get him to set this thing up and tee it up I, for us. I think I might have said this last time, but the acoustics aren't right in here. It's just not going to sound right. You it's know, a it's soundproof room with, with you know, padding on the walls. It's not going to get much better you than know, this. The acoustics are just not right. He doesn't feel the comfort zone of his Silverado. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's fair enough. I'm pretty, I think we're all pretty comfortable in our Silverados. So I, I know I do a lot more singing in mine than, uh, than anywhere else. And, uh, okay, I'll it, tell you what. You sing a song, and I'll sing a song. Give me a good one. <laughs> what are you looking for? Uh, twinkle, twinkle. Uh, that's <laughs> no, the kind of songs I'm learning right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Nursery rhymes. Nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm. I got those right now. I got. Does uh, Red have a favorite? Nah, I don't. He's really not capable of understanding the song that we're singing yet. I mean, he's not even five months yet. <laughs> so we're. I, I'm not to the point where I have to carry a tune. When it does get to the point where I have to actually carry a tune and sound good, I'm just gonna tag mom in and tell her, "You're up. You take care of this one." So she's she's got a little better voice than I do. Well, I think uh, I think we covered it all going into New Hampshire this weekend. Obviously, I know uh, you know what, what's your what's your goals. What's the what, what's the objective this weekend? You think a place that you got some experience on now, you're getting more laps in the cars. Are are your your goals getting higher? Or are you still kind of focused on being smart and, and finishing races off? Still being, which you always have to do. Yeah. By the way, that's that, that's still one of my goals to this day. But <laughs> I'm still focusing, being smart. You know, finishing the races. But you know, again, the goals there. I want I want a top ten. I think that'd be awesome. To get a top ten, that would be a, that'd be a huge success for me. Um, only in my third race, the first race we got a top ten. Second race we were a little outside the top ten uh, with a twenty-first place finish. So I'd like to rebound from that and get back in the top ten again. Finish the race, you know, keep all the fenders on the car. That's I figured out that's pretty important at Chicago. That is a key. Yeah, that's going to be a key at all these racetracks yeah. that you're going to. Even the road courses, oddly enough, the yeah. fenders are still crucial. Keeping keeping the holes away from the front end. Uh, <laughs> that I found that's pretty important on the restarts. Keeping away from the crew guys. chiefs don't appreciate it when you adjust on it yourself. No, that's, yeah, that's yeah. always the question. You hit the wall, you're like, "Oh man, I'm really tight," and they're like, "Well, did you just hit the wall?" Like, "Yeah, well, you're the last one that worked on it, not me." Yeah, no, <laughs> right, I, thank you. I figured that out in Chicago, and the more you hit the wall, the more it tightens the car up. Then, uh, so you know, the how many times? Oh, what's the over? How many times did you hit the wall at Chicago? Uh, we heard about the hole in the nose. We didn't hear about the wall. This oh, is, this is new information. I, I I remember at least one time, but I don't remember. It'd maybe be in multiple, maybe three, three. <laughs> the so the goal this weekend is less than three contacts with the wall. I would like to keep it less than one. Less than yeah, one. Less okay. Than one. Well, like the first time was good. It sped me up. Uh, the, the spotter come on the radio and said, "Man, I think you just fixed it right there." I said, <laughs> "I don't know if I want to do that again." And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I agree with you on that." But I fixed it the first time. You know, that, that was good. The second time, we we slowed down quite a bit. I hit it in the middle of the corner. The third time was coming <laughs> off four again. I left some scuffs around that place. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, that that wall was pretty well covered after that race. I know uh, you weren't the only one. I know I left a few up there. Did I know you? Chase left a few up well, there. How many so. times did you get into it? Um, you know I can't honestly tell you. I think only once. Oh, only once. You're making yeah. me feel bad. 
once off a of turn two. Uh, there's some guy right on my bumper. I don't oh, know what man, was going on there. Oh, man, what was happening there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't figure out that I was pushing you into the wall until I figured out you were going into the wall. I was on my way there without any help. So either way, it just gave me an excuse. <laughs> it gave me an excuse. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be, uh, we'll be looking for Ben in the Alpha Energy Solutions 88 this weekend. Uh, obviously, uh, big race, every race is big, but now you're starting to get a little momentum here. You're going to have, I think, what, like six or seven out of the next yeah. 10, 11 races, something like that. Yeah, so, it's, it's getting big. Um, the road course is Ben Heavy coming up. Yeah. Ben Heavy coming up. There we go. That, that feels like a song. Like, is it his new, this is his rock song. We gotta that might be his rap name. Well, we'll Ben Heavy, I like yeah. that. Ben Heavy might be the rap name, actually. That could be a good one. We have music video rap name. Heavy B. Heavy B. Heavy B. Yeah. yeah. We can make a rap video here in the garage. Like, you know. We can. It's really difficult to make a rap video when the lead singer that's supposed to be singing won't even sing it. That's even when true. he's got the, the, the notes and everything Might there. just have to get Mike Davis and set up some GoPros in his truck. We you, do if that. you do yeah. set up yeah. the GoPros, I promise you'll get everything you want and then some. We, <laughs> oh got, we got 80s rap, 90s rap. Uh, we got everything. Uh, some pop. I got some Michael Jackson playing in there. Just beat it. Is that your favorite Michael Jackson song? No. 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 Ooh. <laughs> that is not one of his songs I would be singing. Really? Uh, that, nah, I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. Oh. Well, I, I had some Vanilla Ice the other day. I, I told you guys last time that was my song. You, That's why you brought it up, I guess, first name, right? I did. Yeah. I got some uh, Digital Underground, the Humpty Dance. I have, I, I, I don't I'm lost right it. now. Yeah, yeah, I'm know the completely Humpty lost here. <laughs> Do explain what the Humpty Dance well, is. Well, first he limped to the side like his legs was broken, shaking, twisting, kind of like he was smoking. Crazy whack funky. They say you look like MC Hammer on crack, Humpty. <laughs> we kind of got some singing out of there. He won't sing Vanilla Ice, yeah. but he just sung what, the Humpty Dance that none of us yeah. know what it is. But that we don't know what it is, so we can't say whether that was good or bad. I, I, mean, I think was that was a nice preview and just makes me even more excited for Vanilla Ice one day. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Perfect. That was a preview. Just, you know, marinate. Yeah, that was let that little, marinate. Let it yeah. stew a little yeah. bit. All right, well, we wish you best of luck this weekend, and, uh, you know, everybody will be watching, and uh, we'll see if we can't get everybody at Junior Motorsports up front, and appreciate you coming on again. All right, thank you, guys. Always interesting to have him on here first name. He, uh, young guy, learning the ways, getting getting faster every time he goes out there. So uh, I, the one way that I don't know that I want to learn is the rap way, but yeah. he's he seemed to got that. So we'll, he's, we'll an get he's an active guy. He's in the rap. I think he didn't sit down a single second in Kentucky last weekend. He was all over the place doing you know, things. I, I noticed that, and something I wanted to ask him about, and I completely forgot why we had him on here, was uh, I know he's big into shooting. does mm -hmm. a lot of clay shooting mm -hmm. and, and things like that, and I've always gotten, and I've always enjoyed doing that myself. So we'll have to, next time we have him on here, we'll have to uh, touch on some clay shooting and, and different things like that. Definitely. Um, Kids get a lot of interest, including rap. He does. He does. Which and we just uh, found out. Yeah, he's it's a uh, big interest. He's very busy for his age, so yeah. that's always always a good thing. You like seeing guys that are uh, you know always out going and, and doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll look for him to be at New Hampshire this weekend. We've we got to uh, up with the team Friday morning. Yeah, um, he'll be in. Week. He'll be in his Alpha Energy Solutions number eighty-eight car. Chase Elliott's going to be in the Nap Nine as he always is, and then I'll be in the Anderson Syrup Chevrolet number yeah. seven. As it always is. Yeah. I hope it's always number seven. It is always know. number seven. It is seven. always number seven. Anderson's Maple Syrup, they've been a great partner. And uh, enjoy enjoy the stuff, the promotions they've been doing with it. And big maple syrup country. I know they're not from there, but uh, that's big maple syrup country up in up in the northeast there. Yeah, it is. They, I, I honestly didn't even know. I was looking at the car down here in the shop earlier, and they have almost a Canadian maple leaf, but it's obviously just a maple leaf. 
but it almost looks like the Canadian one, but it's got stars and stripes. I did see that. On the I side did of see your that. Phone, which I think is pretty cool. That's a new touch too. I don't remember yeah. that being on the I don't car remember Charlotte. It's Charlotte either. I, yeah, I, I mean, I know Zy Force has gone and passed, but it's, I think it's cool even even with that gone that there's still some stars and stripes on the cars. Anytime we get the American flag involved, that's yeah. always cool. And one, it's a fan in favorite. Some capacity, yeah. yeah, it always is. So, yeah. um, looking back to last weekend briefly, uh, we had Junior was in the 88 car, uh, myself in the seven, Jason the nine. Not the weekend any of us really wanted uh, coming from Kentucky. We had a, a kind of an abbreviated schedule. It kicked off with, with practice. The rain, we fought the rain constantly all weekend long. Which has kind of been a theme these last It really has been. Really. Yeah, you go back to Daytona, we had to fight rain at Daytona. Then we, we fast-forward it and, and start fighting rain at Kentucky. The Cup guys obviously fought it a lot worse than what we did, but uh, we were fortunate to get the race in. Unfortunately, they cut practice short. None of us were, were overly thrilled with our cars in practice and, and felt like, you know, we all had pretty good ideas of the direction we wanted to go to get ready for the race. And then we got in the race, and really all three cars, we kind of ran bumper to tail mm -hmm. the whole race and, and couldn't get anywhere further than that 7th to 12th range. That's mm -hmm. where we were all at the entire night, and, and that's where we all finished, mm -hmm. basically. So uh, a little bit of a disappointing race there. I think we expected more. But with that said, Kentucky has been a difficult track for – for Junior Motorsports and for JRM, and, and uh, we've worked really hard to, to get better there. Obviously, Kevin had a win last year, so that was a good race. Um, Chase ran up front the second race, and then this year it just seems like we couldn't quite hit on, on the package that we wanted to go fast. So we do got one more race there. Do you think the canceling of qualifying has something to do with that? I mean, when, when something like that gets canceled because of rain or whatever gets canceled yeah. for, does that make you more anxious than usual, or do you, do you think it – do you think it really doesn't matter that much? I don't think you get more anxious. I think yeah. the problem for us was we didn't have an opportunity to better ourselves. So mm -hmm. the best, I think we all started like 13th, 14th, and 15th, 15th. Yeah, something right like that. Yeah. And we didn't have an opportunity. We didn't know. It wasn't even really on our, our mm -hmm. radar that possibly qualifying would get canceled, mm -hmm. even though it was dry. Mm -hmm. um, so we were we were all practicing, trying to make our race cars better. Fast forward to Friday, and they decided to cancel, cancel qualifying because of needing to get the cup cars some time on the racetrack. And... You know, to be perfectly honest, it was really difficult to move forward from where we were at. It, not a lot of guys really made big headway in moving up through yeah. the pack based on where they started. There was a couple that did, but um, track position made it difficult. And, and had one of us started up first, second, third, fourth, somewhere around there, it may have been a different ball game. We may have been able to keep them up there all night long. And, and the clean air is king. You know, and if you've got it, you don't want to lose it. And if you don't have it, you're doing everything you can to get it. And we just never we never got in situations where we had that clean air. Does that give you some peace? Knowing that not not a lot of guys moved up, you either got track position at the beginning with the canceling of qualifying, or you didn't. Does that give you some piece of putting that race behind you and moving on? That there's nothing really y'all could do. It it kind of seemed like it happened to everyone. Well, uh, yes and no, because some there were guys that did find a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. Were able to go up through the pack. Were able to make up ground. So I think, you know, I think the the anytime you say did it give you some piece? No, because we didn't we didn't have the performance that we wanted. So we need to use that as a stepping stone to, to continue to improve and, and find out why we had three cars that didn't really finish where we wanted to and figure out how to make sure we go back there again this year. And it's going to be a critical race. It's when we're getting down to the, I think, eight races to go. I think yeah. it's maybe our seven it's, or eight races within, to yeah, go. Yeah, it's within ten. It's within the last ten races. Right. So we're going to yeah. want to go back there and, and find out what we've got to do to put our cars up in position to gain as many points. Um, you, you'd like to think you don't have to gain points at that point in the season. Maybe you're, that you're out front or, or – tied with the lead, whatever it may be. Um, but the reality is with the 60 car being where he's at right now, we may have to go there and expect to gain points and, and not lose any points at that track. So 
Um, always good to always good to get a preview of that, see it now, and uh, you know we'll make sure we can go back with a little bit a little bit different package possibly. One expectation for this weekend. What do you want? Expectation. When? I. Uh, that's all you're looking for. Quite honestly, at this point, that's all yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I think it's it's been a while for the seven team. It's been, uh, you know, a brutal honesty. It's been frustrating for me and and for them to have not been in victory circle yet. And and I feel like we had three or four opportunities this year, and and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Um, but we want to get back to the winner's circle, whether that's this weekend, next weekend, the weekend after. Um, I, I think for us, that's the that's the goal every week is to go out and, and find a way to get wins and find a way to, you know, get our car up front. So that's uh, that's the expectation. We want to go win and uh, and get some of those cool cool pictures and drink some Dallas Pal Isle afterwards. I would greatly enjoy you getting a win on the weeks Heath is off. So next week I get to soak <laughs> in your win glory, and he's still at the beach not calling in. And we might just go through an entire six pack sitting here after a win, you know, it might just be yeah. worth it. We'll just relive it all. That's so. one that's one less person to drink my Dale's Paleo. I didn't and I didn't realize that he's gone for two weeks. Yeah, he's not not here next week either. Man, that must be nice to have such a plush schedule like that. Down at the beach. Goodness gracious. All right. Well that brings us to the K one hot lap segment. K1 Speed is America's premier indoor go-kart racing center with 27 locations nationwide. There's bound to be one near you. Visit K1Speed.com today to find a location near you. I'll lead it off. Timer is ready. Go. New rules package last weekend at uh, Kentucky. I enjoyed the race, and I thought cars could go from the back to the front if they wanted to. This is on the Cup Series. Big fan of it. I know they're going to try some stuff at Indian Michigan to create a lot of drafting and more like back racing on the mile-and-a-half, two-mile racetracks. Not a fan of that. I did like the package they had this past weekend. I think more in that direction would be really good, um, given I didn't drive it yet, but uh, but it certainly looked good on TV. Today. Next week is the next truck start for JRM. Cole Custer will be making his next start, I believe, on Wednesday night, Fox Sports 1. You can catch it. It's a race from Eldora. Dirt track. It should be fun. There's. I had no idea going into this. People were warning me that it's all kinds of heat races and qualifying leading up to it. And it should be just complete chaos from what I've been told. And uh, since I'll be doing the race report and doing some things for Cole that night, I'm pretty excited to get to it because I've never seen anything like it. I'm glad you touched on that. That's always one of the most exciting races of the year, the Mud Summer. I think they call it the Mud Summer Classic now. Uh, at Eldora, Tony Stewart's racetrack in, in the middle of Ohio there. And uh, it, it's one that if guys aren't there, they tune into it. They don't miss that race. Everybody turns it on watches it. Um, just something unique, something different, takes us back to our roots a little bit. And I think there's probably a lot of question marks when NASCAR first said, hey, we're going to go there. And not only are we going to go there, but we're going to make a points race out of it. I think we all kind of scratched our head a little bit. And, and I know me, for one, I was pretty happy it wasn't in our series. I was like, man, I don't What would you think if they made a, a dirt track expanding race? <sighs> Boy, I don't know. I, I can tolerate the road courses. Yeah. I'm okay with the road yeah. courses until it starts raining. I, I wouldn't even begin to tell you because here's here's the tough part. Most of us have run our entire careers on asphalt, a good portion of us. There's some guys that have done both, and they've crossed over and, and ran both of them. I never learned dirt. I never learned the concepts of it. I never went and learned the you know how far sideways you want your car to be or truck or how straight you want it to be, what, what you want to do with it, how you actually make speed there, and how you find that cushion and how you, you see what the limits are. So that would be a whole new ball game for me. I could spend six months preparing for that one race because it is still 43 points or whatever the points number, 47 for the winner. Um, I, I could spend an entire summer preparing for that one race and still potentially go out there and finish 30th, you know. So it, it would be it would be a challenge. 
Um, the one thing that I will say is we all adapt, you know, to whatever it is. So they've they've said we're going to go there, we're going to run this race. And you look at last year, Bubba Wallace won the race. He didn't have any dirt experience. He was a pavement guy, and, and he went out there and won on a dirt track. So um, those guys have adapted. They've learned it. They figured out pretty quick, hey, this is a part of our schedule now. We better we better know how to do it. Matt Crafton is another one that I know didn't have any dirt experience. He ran really well um, last year, ran up front. Ron Hornaday was up front quite a bit. Uh, when it's all said and done, Kyle Larson is going to do something to make it exciting. We know that's coming. So uh, Cole's, uh, Cole's in for a treat. Uh, a very cool race. I think the fortunate thing for him is that he's not in the points battle. So, and I don't know that he's got a lot of dirt track experience without asking. I don't think he does. I've never heard I of him running on either. dirt at all. So um, he's going to learn that as he goes on the fly. And, and uh, fortunately for him, it's it's a situation where the points aren't critical for him. He doesn't have to have those points from that race because he's running for a championship or something uh, with, without being able to run a mile and a half. So, uh I'll be tuned in watching the JRM Haas truck. I know that it'll be uh, it'll be fun Should to be see. When Ben said the same thing while I was talking to him at lunch just now, he was definitely going to make sure to tune in. You can catch that next week, but this weekend you can catch Regan and Ben and Chase Saturday, July 18th on NBC Sports Network at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. It'll also be broadcasted on PRN and Sirius XM Channel 90 at 4. Late race. Late race. Late race. Don't forget to mark the calendar for that. That'll be good. You can... Uh, you can tune it on, cook grill out, make your dinner, and, and sit down and watch the end of it as you're eating your It'll dinner. It'll be a nice summer cookout watching the guys in love. There we go. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody joining us, as always, and on the Upfront Podcast. Next week, we discuss how Heath's going to get out of his next episode because he clearly is making a uh, making a point to, to miss these episodes at this, this point. He is. I'm looking forward to that one to crack it on Heath even more. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Race fans, did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere, on the trail, a day on the lake, and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find fresh Dale's Pale Ale near you. Visit OscarBlues.com and find out where to get your Dales today.